Welcome back, everyone, to the Reflex Blues Show. I am your host, Donovan Beery. We're recording live from the On Brand Conference here in Omaha, 2018. This is now. This is a this is a brand new conference, and I've got with me one of the uh, someone on one of the panels here, John Henry Mueller. John, you've been on the show before. How are you hey. doing? Hey, Donovan. How are you? What, what what's your panel? What's your panel talk on? Well, I, I think we're talking about uh, brand stuff, brand and. Uh corporations and things. You you actually have no idea. You well, you were just you were just given the time slot yeah. and you got to show the, up. The conference is called On Brand. It's a lot of graphic designers and advertising people. I assume that's what it's going to be about. Yeah, this is this is a real fun one. It's like AAF, AIGA, AMA, and PRSA. All the Omaha chapters of all these organizations got together to create this. It's yeah. the first year they've done it. So you've got the the design group, the ad group, the marketing group, the PR group. Groups I don't even know exist. Mhm. It's like a, a Marvel Comics movie or something of uh, Omaha advertising and design. I wonder if that's what happened. Somebody watched the Avengers, watched yeah, Justice been, League, yep. and figured the next thing is obviously on brand. Yeah, this is uh, probably exactly how it happened. And now, last time we spoke to you, you had, you had just taken off. You were just getting ready to leave okay. to the coast. I think last time we were on the show, and you were doing okay. Facebook for Dogs. That's right. Pack. Yep. And it's yep. still around. It is still around, yeah. But but you you have since moved back. Welcome back to Nebraska. Oh, thank you. I've been uh, back in Nebraska for, gosh, longer than I was away from Nebraska. Yeah, I think I think I ran into you at a couple events. Yeah, sure. So I've seen you. you just, yeah. just for our listeners, you, you're over at Huddle. That's right. Uh, Huddle Sports Software. What brought you to Huddle? Like, what do you do at Huddle? Well, can you talk about I, Huddle? I can talk about Huddle for sure. I've been at Huddle now for about two and a half years. Shortly after I moved back, I uh, moved over there. I'd known Kyle Murphy, the VP of design there, for quite a while. I'd met him at uh, Nebraska UX events, really when that uh, event was just getting started, that he told me about uh, what they were doing and uh, some of the interesting challenges that they were running into with building out a large design team and uh, trying to get design systems going and uh, trying to make it a much more uh, mature design culture for a quickly growing company. And for those who are unfamiliar, it's hudl.com. That's right. Yep. And and Huddle allows it's it's for all levels of sports. That's right. The level that I might join, all the way down to amateur. Sure. Right. Yep. Or I think it's probably <laughs> it's probably the opposite. And and they and they can track more things than than you could ever track before. That's right. And and yeah. make like tapes and whatnot. Even even. Yeah. Do you guys go to little leagues? Does it go all the way down to that? You know, uh, there are some youth uh, teams that use Huddle for different things, but uh, yeah, it's really for coaches and athletes uh, to uh, make their teams better, right? So being able to review game film is a, a big part of every of every team and uh, trying to uh, analyze uh, past performances, practices, and really anything that they've done to be able to better communicate, for coaches to be able to better communicate with their athletes. And so it's... Um, it's like you said, some like down to youth teams. Huddle got its foothold in American high school football, where pretty much every American high school football team uses Huddle uh, High School, 98% or something like that. And that's because of uh, they use Huddle to exchange game film. You know, when I was a kid, my uh, dad was a high school football coach. And um, uh, I used to ride along with him as he would exchange game film. Uh, we would stop and uh, get a hot or I'd get a, a chocolate milk and uh, hit, get in the car and we would drive 15, 20 miles to a neighboring uh, Walmart parking lot or gas station and uh, meet another coach from a nearby uh, community and uh, exchange VHS tapes. 
I'm going to take that back home. And that doesn't sound shady at all. <laughs> I know. I know. That doesn't sound like like you were just hey. there with the knife in the back with your de- to, in case something went wrong. You know, it, it uh, was maybe uh, a, a little sketchy, and uh, maybe that's um, I don't know. That's uh, but uh, still here today to tell the story. Yeah. So it, it, Huddle has really helped that problem area with coaches of exchanging game film, and so there's a number of areas around. Uh, sports uh, and video where Huddle really helps out teams uh, in, in that aspect of uh, the communication with teams as well as uh, helping teams exchange video and then also helping athletes create highlights to help them get recruited. So there's a lot of different ways that sports interact with video and, and uh, online stuff. And, and I noticed, was it, was it maybe, maybe within the last year or whatever, mm-hmm. you, you had, I think, I think you might have shared it on the social media, had created like full interface programs for people because because it's with with VHS it's just a tape so what do you would you design the label you know or something <laughs> but but now all of a sudden you have you have to be able to search this game film film oh yeah you have to like break it down yeah and then you have to find ways to deliver it so there's a lot of interface it's it's not like oh yeah yeah so at Huddle um, between brand and product designers we have just over thirty designers uh, so there it's a big design team for a product team our size, and uh, about 25 of those are product designers, so working on interfaces, working on stuff for the product. So lots of interesting problems to solve of, uh, of um, how to make these things work. Lots of decisions that it make along the way. And um, so yeah, it's, there is a ton of stuff, a ton of things to be thinking about. And I think people, when they hear that there's that many designers working at Huddle, think like, what are they all doing, right? Uh, well, there's also focus. customization. If you're talking every high school team in the nation, sure. there's 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 a lot of them. It's oh, not yeah. like it's not like you know if you're talking in major sports, there's just you know oh there's 30 teams a league. So what what do you got? You know that's mm-hmm. that'd be like a designer per team. Sure. But you're talking about multiple sports, yep. and then and then yep. colleges, high schools, professionals. That's right. Below and that. so yeah, in each of those different leagues have different needs, and it's certainly from sport to sport. Uh, you know Miranda Bauck. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So Miranda, Miranda is, was past president of AIG Nebraska. That's and, right. And yeah, currently is, and she's been at home oh. for a while. Oh yeah, Miranda's awesome. Since then, now she's working on Uniform, uh, our design system, uh, which is a really fun project. I, I worked on Uniform for the first couple of years that I was at Huddle. Miranda worked on lacrosse, right? Uh, lacrosse is a uh, a sport that's very popular. Uh, it's more popular in, I think, other countries, but it's becoming a lot more popular in the United States. And so she had to learn a lot about that sport just to be able to uh, design software specifically um, for them. So, And uh, Kelsey Yonda, you know Kelsey? Oh, yeah, and Kelsey, Kelsey's also been very active in the, oh, yeah. in the AIJ, uh, the, the, the graphic design community here yeah. in Omaha for, for a while. Yeah, Kelsey's also so great that uh, we have such a good design team there. But um, uh, Kelsey's been um, working... Like that, she actually became a referee. That she went through training. Uh, so, um, <laughs> I think it was for basketball. This may have, you know, so like understanding the the nuance of these games to to be able to create software that's going to work for these coaches and athletes. So it's pretty cool. Well, I'm gonna anytime anyone I guess complains about having to do research for a design project. Yeah. It'd be like, Kelsey refereed games. <laughs> well, I don't know if she actually refereed. She went through the training. Okay. At least. Yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exaggerate. Yeah, let's exaggerate. I'm going to talk about players spitting in faces, you know, yeah. breaking up fights. Yeah, I think that's I don't even know what sport probably, it is. She was just tossing people now, out. I'm going to no just say, on the I'm gonna just say it was for, everybody out. For, for ultimate fighting. Yep. 
I, I, sure. think, I think that's what it was. She got in the octagon for her profession. Yeah. You can you can spend 30 minutes researching color usage. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, don't complain about research. I mean, just look at Kelsey. Yeah, it's rough. All right, we're going to be back. All right, John Henry. Hi. There's a big event coming up in, in like like a week, and or in this case, probably already happened. <laughs> okay. All probably right. already happened. I know yeah. we say I mean, we're recording live, but this ain't mm-hmm. released live. Okay. Um, what is this big event? What well, it's Big Omaha. Okay. I've and, been and is this? I've never I've never been. Oh, okay. But I've heard about it. You should go. Well, I'm I'm kind of busy. Okay. There's well, things going on. Understand. Okay. No, but but Big Omaha was started, and, yeah. and we've had we've talked to, I think we've had Dusty on the show years oh, ago um, when he started up Flywheel, right? And we talked to him about Big Omaha, and mm-hmm. we probably mentioned one of the times that Superstar Designer Drew Davies registered trademark Andrew Davies was on the show. Yeah, we talked to him probably because at the time he he was branding the initial Big yeah. Omahas. Awesome stuff. Yeah, Such and, good work. And you're somehow on the committee now. Yeah. That, Have you been on the committee? I know. I know when you when you were running what cheer here. Yeah, you always were somehow, maybe not directly involved, but somehow on the side involved. Yeah, that's right. And and you would do you would do ticket giveaways. Mm-hmm. You would you would do little events or pre parties. Yeah, uh, yeah. We would do all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, we did pre party, which was fun, which was themed uh, like uh, '90s technology uh, websites so with the. Uh, animated GIFs and things, that was fun. But some of the more memorable things, we did a coloring contest, which Ben Luters won. Yeah, so that was that was that on the first one or the second one? Or? Uh, I think that was 2011. So that would have been a couple years in um, after the conference first started, but yeah. So what happened was Ben, Ben, ben had been in my class a few yeah. years before, but when you have, you have students and it's mm-hmm. like you remember them, but you don't. Yeah. You, you, you don't always mm-hmm. think it. And I think at the time, um, Tony Montgomery was working for me and he was doing great work. Mm-hmm. And, and he was going to leave and I needed to hire someone fairly quickly. And yeah. I remember Ben posted on Facebook okay. that he won this coloring contest. Yeah. And, and, he, and he posted and I was like, oh, I remember Ben. Like yeah. Ben's work was good. So I called right. him up and see if he was interested in, in a part-time job. Uh-huh. And at the time, it, it would so just work out really well. that's actually how that happened. It was that... Through that connection, yeah, I may I may have remembered Ben bef- without <laughs> sure. that, but that was like like a thing where it just popped up. And That's I'm so like, cool. But I'm like, oh, I remember Ben, and it wasn't it wasn't because I saw his coloring per se, yeah. but it it was my reminder of right. oh, I remember him. I remember his work being good. I remember him being a yeah, so a, a good person. This goes full circle then. So this year, uh, this is the actually, and, and, and by the way, Ben Ben was just on the show. he co-hosted the the podcast with me when he worked for me for over yeah. a year. Yeah, and then and then he was just back on. I think we, we made him do Mountain Dew taste testing with Aaron Pilly, who works with him. <laughs> Very good. Um, just 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 a, just a, uh, a few months ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I'm curious about this Mountain Dew taste testing. What happened was so I Baxter Arena here. Mm-hmm. You know, they had an event um, for SEGD had an event, mm-hmm. and when we were leaving, they had they were giving out cans of Mountain Dew ice. Oh, it was right before the Super Bowl. Okay. Because they because it, that's when they started really promoting it. Yeah. And so I'm like. And Ben was gonna was already hooked to be on the show, and I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I guess I guess we're going back to old school Mountain Dew taste testing, which, <laughs> which was like a which was a you know a, a bedrock. It was it was like a part of the core of, of this podcast was uh-huh. founded on that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, uh, doesn't Mountain Dew taste like Mountain Dew every time? 
Well, they have all the new flavors. And oh, stuff. I see. So it's like different types. So then yeah. I went to the store and I found a few other yeah. a few other Mountain Dew flavors that I did not know existed. Okay. Because they still come out with the flavor like every three months. Is that right? It oh. seems like it. Wow. Maybe um, I don't keep up on as much. I obviously don't keep up on as much as I so should. So is this a, your, the taste testing would be, what's your favorite? Was it blind? No, we pour. I mean, it's just like, you know, see who can drink the most without spinning on the floor. Oh, Maybe. Wow. Maybe. I don't. Is that what a taste test is? We went like five years with between taste tests. Okay. Between this last one, it might have been because Steve Gordon like like left a stain on the carpet after okay. spitting one of the flavors out. Oh. They had that like milky white flavor. Oh. Or it was a oh. milky like like it poured and it was like it wasn't thick like milk, but it was it was like a thicker than water and it wasn't really translucent. It had this this whitish hue to it. It was not. Pleasant. It sounds delicious, what you're describing. <laughs> you're like, I need more of that. Well, one of the ones we just tasted a few months ago was like bright green. It looked like, like an antifreeze or something you'd pour in a car. Yeah. It was, that one actually did not taste bad, but I don't know how you could drink a whole can of that. Oh, yeah. It was, it uh, was sweet. Yeah, well, I don't really the, drink Mountain Dew. The Mountain Dew ice was not recommended. Mm. Well, so anyway. Yeah. So, so ben, Ben's doing the coloring contest. Yeah, Ben uh, Ben did the coloring contest in 2011, won the contest, apparently met up with you and got his first professional job, uh, which is pretty cool. Well, he was working at the Hawaii Reef Initiative before that. Okay. So he, he was, he did, but you know. Okay. His first well, agency job, I guess, if you want to call it that. First agency job, yeah. Cool. Well, so it goes full circle this year. So Ben is actually in his gang at Fruitful Design, which uh, he's grown and doing... Awesome work over there. Uh, they're hosting a coloring contest this year. So that's pretty cool that uh, for Big Omaha promoting the contest or promoting the event and uh, color a cow and win tickets to Big Omaha and Maha. That's fun. And Maha is a that, – that one's that one's hasn't been around quite 10 years, but it's it it's has been, been 10 years. Oh, this is the 10-year anniversary oh, of both events. I know. They both started the same year. I was thinking In it was just a couple years behind. but No, same same year actually. And, wild. Okay, and, and so Maha is is an all-day music festival, which is now a two-day music festival. Two-day music festival, And yeah. Weezer's actually headlining this. Weezer's week. headlining. Uh, Father John Misty, he'd be on the radio. Pretty good lineup. The word is this is the last Big Omaha. This is the last Big Omaha. Big Omaha by name. So uh, the the conference has, has been such an important part of my career, my my life, really, that... Um, that it's meant a lot. I've met a lot of great people through the conference, and uh, it's inspired me to do different things and try different things and take risks. But uh, the con- conference landscape has changed quite a bit over the years, and uh, we know it needs to evolve, right? We know it needs to uh, turn into something else to better support the community than what the conference has been. So this year, it's going to look uh, quite a bit like previous years. Uh, next year, we're looking to transform the conference. The name will change. But uh, it will uh, exist in some ways. Some some aspects of Big Omaha will be there next year, but uh, it will be folded into an experience that brings the two events a little bit closer. So, so more, yeah, because I've found that and out of all these conferences, the ones that do the best are the ones that they they take what works well, but they're not afraid to make massive changes or take risks yeah. and try to evolve it because things do change. Things change, yeah. And, and a lot of it is 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 even like the the time in between talks can make a difference. Yeah. With with networking, either they're too far, they're you know yeah. there's too much time, there's too little time. Right. Like little tweaks like that will make or break an event. Yeah, it, it's definitely the case. 
so yeah, uh, that uh, so this is the last big Omaha as we know it, right? It's the last uh, event that will have the big Omaha name, and then next year it will be a similar event with some definitely some some changes, and hopefully we can uh, make it something that uh, the Omaha community really needs and adores, and and uh, make it something that uh, becomes a staple in the community, a big event that uh, happens once a year. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. Medium Omaha. Medium? Medium Omaha. What, what do you mean? That's oh, okay. okay yeah. Gotcha. I see. I, I was uh, just, getting just confused with the, the online blogging platform. No. Oh, um, no. Yeah, it's probably not good. Okay. Yeah. Giant Omaha? Giant? Oh, it should Tiny go bigger. Tiny Omaha. Uh, gigantic. Yeah. 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 Maybe. We'll, we'll explore those options. Okay, yeah. Do, do not take my advice on any of these things, <laughs> by the way. They're terrible. Yeah, uh, so before you were mentioning um, how, what cheer, uh, my old consulting company, was involved with the, the conference. And uh, so we, we, we did some parties and we did some coloring contests, but some other ways we were involved was uh, having, I guess, these like sort of experiments that would happen throughout the event. We did a couple different like games. We did um, a chat platform for one of the years uh, to try to help connect uh, conference goers so that way they could uh, talk to each other. Uh, we did this hot or cold game, which was citywide, um, where you would look at the website and it would tell you, uh, checking your geolocation, if you were close to the target or not, and, uh, and then you would drive to it. You would drive to get hotter, 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 just like the kids game. And of so you'd have, yeah, and I remember seeing that. So the map yeah. was is like the, the closer you were to the point, but but you're on a radius. Oh, right. So yeah. you so if you're going one way, you're like, are you going inward? Like, yeah. you don't really, you don't know where the point is. Yeah, it, we, we were trying to be strategic about it, too. So if you were zooming down I-80, you might miss it entirely, right? You have to, like, take the right exit at the right time. Otherwise, you start getting cold and don't realize it. Uh, until it's too late and you're, you know, four exits away. But uh, how yeah. long? How long did it take for when? Because because there was, you announced the game, right? You announced like was, was there an app or a website that? that so the website was, it was all web based, which was pretty cool. So people didn't have to download anything that they would. But just you announced in. where it was going to be, and then and then you said at a certain time it was going to turn on. If yep. I remember correctly, that's right. Yep. So how long did it take before it was turned on before somebody found it? found the, the, um, the free ticket. The first year we did it, it was a little bit long. We did it two different years. Um, it's a pretty fun experiment. The first year, gosh, I can't remember exactly. It was like 30 or 40 minutes, something like that. Uh, the second year, it was much quicker. It was actually the, the gentleman who won, I can't remember his name, but uh, he was actually a Black Hawk pilot. And so uh, that he worked in off it and uh, thought, you know, I'd be pretty good at this. And so uh, his setup as he, uh, so he and uh, he had a driver as well. So it was the two of them uh, working together. And It's best not to not to refresh website constantly while driving. Th that is a good point. Um, uh, so yeah, the, the second year after we realized that, um, you know, using your mobile device while driving is a bad idea. The second year we made it it had to be a team of two, so that uh, so it was a little bit safer. And um, but yeah, so that that second year, it was quick. I mean, it was uh, so fast uh, that they found us and uh, just right there. So it's pretty fun. In, in the third year, they found out that it wasn't really for tickets; they were just picking up your dry cleaning. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Am maybe. I just running John Henry's <laughs> just errands? errands? <laughs> so take this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Hot or Cold definitely stands out as one of the uh, most fun things we did. 
My favorite experiment that we did, though, was one called uh, Selective Perspective Detective Objective. That or, just rolls off the tongue. I know, I know. Or Speedo, for short. So, S-B-D-O. So, it was a... That was a really fun thing. And um, so, without it was is uh, QR codes that would... Uh, QR codes are so cool. Right. So, this was 2011 as yeah, well. Yeah. You could right. probably... When you said QR codes, I could probably narrow it down to a six-month span immediately. <laughs> right. But uh, so... They, we made them into these targets that you would go around and you would see them around the event and then you would scan them uh, with your device and so you needed a QR scanner and, and then you just sign up and through the website and uh, it was a mobile website which uh, that was the first responsive website I ever made was that uh, web app for Speedo. Anyway, that uh, it was a, had a leaderboard, you would get points for every target you would scan and uh, there was achievements as well. So if you went to the pre-party events, you would get a uh, night owl badge. If you uh, scanned something at a coffee shop, you would get a coffee badge, you know, different things like that. Lots of fun. My favorite one was that if you scanned the, oh, there's a couple here. Both have to do with the uh, restrooms. So sorry, this is, might be not safe for work. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know where in the restroom you're putting the QR code, but I think I think I'm gonna let you roll a little. Okay, bit we'll, we'll see. You cut me off if this gets yeah. too provocative. Okay. So the 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 one was a reflective perspective, right? So that was that was the name of the badge, where it was actually backwards, and it was across from the mirror, and so you actually had to scan it in the mirror to make the QR code work, and so that was pretty fun. Certain people got it, and it was worth a lot of points. And so that was, that was a pretty fun one. And the uh, other one that was in the bathroom, it's actually an achievement. You had to scan the one in the men's restroom and the women's restroom for um, the perv badge if you got both bathrooms. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe that's a little too provocative. Might want to cut that. We're going to be back in just a minute. All right. So we're back with John Henry Mueller. Hello. Um, yeah. An aficionado of bathrooms. Oh yes, as right. it finds out. And and the other thing is, over your years at, at What Cheer and in a pack and now at Huddle and stuff, you've seemed to keep an eye on. You know, you've always seemed to be at least. No, no one's fully caught up to date on what what the web or these things are going to do. But sure. but you're you you haven't like fallen behind. As, as, as I guess is my way of wording it, oh, per se. Yeah. Well, I hope not. I don't know. I probably have. Because... Right, but but you've seemed to always try. Like like you, following your career a little bit, you've you've done great at like it seems to experimenting, trying things, and somewhat trying to at least stay current with with what's happening. Yeah. So with that being said, what like if someone was listening now and what's what's the thing that that you would recommend them getting into? Hmm. Well, um, I mean something that that uh, my attention's been. Put a lot on um, is design systems. That I mean, it's kind of this like uh, repackaged idea of. I mean, style guides have been around forever, right? But uh, the idea of design systems are style guides plus the component library plus the processes plus the people, everything that exists to make design work in uh, uh, these growing product companies, right? We have all these like growing digital product companies that. Design's really important, and uh, but how do you make it work, right? All the design that you do, I do, everyone uh, in the, at this conference does is, uh, is systems, right? 
uh, but design systems uh, specifically means those those uh, those types of things. And so, uh, of the component library plus style guide plus processes, all that stuff. So, I mean, I think that's an area that is still really exciting. We started our design system uniform um, uh, uh, about two and a half years ago is when the project started. We launched our new documentation website this spring. And so, and that thing looked great. Oh, the, thank you. What I saw, and it was huge. Yeah, there's like like a lot you of forget when you're dealing with how many how many different people buy your product, they all want to customize it a little sure. bit too. Yeah. So it's not like you just made a, a product and you're like, here's what you're going to use. It's yeah. like, oh no, here's a very customizable. Yeah, I mean it, that's system. It's a really tough problem, uh, especially since um, you know you mentioned before about um, how many different types of things and serving wide audiences in. Uh, at Huddle, uh, serving all these different audi audiences and lots of different problems to solve. And so creating a design language that's going to work and span all of those different things and then uh, uh, create a component library that supports all that uh, is what we we're trying to do. So it, it takes a long time to be able to make sure that uh, things are very well vetted, that uh, they make sense uh, in all of these different areas. And uh, yeah, it's. A lot of fun, a lot of interesting stuff. What was it that originally got you into web in the first time? Because you've been in it for a while. Sure. Um, so I graduated in 2001 from the Creative Center, and then uh, my first job out of school was uh, a web design job. And uh, it was a company called Onsite Solutions. We were not working on site, that, like the name would assume. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, that was the name of the company. And. Um, and uh, I learned um, how to write HTML and CSS from a guy named Chris Ginn. Do you know Chris? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, Chris is a great guy. Um, and uh, so that was, yeah, so 2001, I mean, that was like recovery from the dot-com bubble time. And uh, I think that's when the web started taking itself a lot more serious. It became a lot more practical. And uh, I think it was a good time to uh, get into the web. And that was... Um, Back in the days when, when you HTML could get a job tables were, yeah, you could, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I man, uh, entering entering web design now with with um, all of the complexities of all of these front end frameworks and stuff, it would be a lot more difficult to uh, just jump in and uh, be a front end developer. How do you think you would like? Like, what would you tell someone if they want to just jump in? It's a good question. There's the web is just has so many resources that are available for free. People doing YouTube tutorials and just a quick search away. Uh, Google's just so powerful. You figure out how to search something and uh, you're able to get the answer. So, man, just digging into a project and figuring it out, um, committing to something before you know how to do it and figuring it out along the way is a totally valid way of doing this stuff. That seems like the way we used to do it way back when. So. Yeah. And so, so maybe things haven't changed that much. Maybe things are still the same. But that, that's just, the, I guess, me assuming uh, based on uh, my own experience. I think, I think someone asked me, they're like, some, some certain things, they just asked me like a couple weeks ago if, like, if web has gotten easier because, you know, it's not like you have to code it with, you don't necessarily have to code like in text editor where it'll yeah. completely. And I said, well, in some ways it has, but in some ways it's gotten more difficult because... New, you know, all of a sudden there's just different more things to think about. Yeah, there's, it was. Yeah, back when we first coded, you know, you had to worry about like files couldn't be large because they wouldn't download fast. Yeah. Monitors were small. You could barely put any graphics, so right. you couldn't 
do a lot. Right. And now there's just so much to think about, right? That like you're, you're thinking about mobile devices, you're thinking about full size devices, you're thinking about mobile apps and how those things interplay. And then you're also thinking about what types of software to use and what type of uh, technologies to use. And so uh, it's just, you know, went back in the day, back in my day, it was, you're going to use Photoshop and that was just expected, right? And then uh, in the last few years, it's, you know, there's, there's Figma and there's Framer and there's Sketch and there's just so many new tools popping up every single day, prototype tools that just staying on top of all that is, uh, it's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you very much. John Henry Mueller, hudl.com is Huddle. Yeah. The on-brand conference here in Omaha and we'll catch up with you uh, sometime later. We'll be back in a week or two with, a, with another interview here from on-brand. Yeah. Thanks so much. This was fun. Thanks. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Murray is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dustlab. Find out more at myspace.com slash dustlab. Thank you.